Welcome to the Caris Christian Center podcast with Pastor Lawson Perdue. The grace of God is consistent. There's two major themes in, there's, in the New Testament. And there's really two things that you need to receive from God. Number one, the grace of God. And, and the grace of God is consistent. It was made available at the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. The, the grace of God is there. It's, it's, there's nothing more needs to be done for the grace of The grace of God is here. The grace of God was, you know, it's consistent. It's there. When we came in this morning, you know what? We didn't have to, we didn't have to generate the power for the lights to be on here. All we did is we turned on the switch. And you know, the, the second thing is faith. And faith is like the switch, right? The power is already there. The power has already been generated. But when we turn on the switch, we make a demand on the power that's already there. God's power was already released in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. The grace of God is already there. You know what? God doesn't have to do anything else for people to get saved, healed, or filled with the Holy Ghost. You know, Jesus has already done the work. God's already promised it. The Holy Ghost has already been poured out. But we just need to believe it. You know, if you want to receive it, you've got to believe it. And if you want to keep receiving, you've got to keep believing. And you know, a lot of people just, that area, they, they're challenged with. You know, I, I grew up in a traditional church. I, I, I grew up in a church that, you know, we, did, we believed that Jesus saves and that's about it. I like to say we had one foot in the grave and one foot in a, on a banana peel and we were just hoping to God we made it. But when I was 14, I went to a Bible study and I found out that there is a Bible full of promises that you can believe. And you know, it completely changed my life. Praise God. And, and something went off in me that very first time that I heard the full gospel preached. And I, I thought, thank God, I don't have to be sick. I don't have to be poor. I don't have to be defeated by the devil, but I can believe God. And you know, I, you have to realize, you know, my daddy was an epileptic. My mama was a school teacher. We were living in a tin house. They drove cars that had hundreds of thousands of miles on them. My parents had major marriage problems. We had alcohol problems, nicotine problems. You name it, we had it. But you know what? Jesus came into our family. Praise God. And we started believing the word. And, and listen, it, from the very day that we began to believe God, it got better. And I'm telling you, my life since that time has got better and better and better. Praise God. And I'll, I'll be honest with you. I, today, I am believing God for more than I've ever believed God for in my life. Amen? And I'll tell you the truth. You haven't seen anything yet. If you just stay around, praise God, you'll see some amazing things. Praise God. Praise God. And so we just thank God that, you know, the word's true. But, you know, how, how do we get there? You know, Aaron made a statement last week. Some people got mad, sent him email, said, we're quitting this church. We're never coming back. Well, they're missing out. You know, but, but he said, there's two ways that you can see your faith. You can see your faith by your words and what's coming out of your wallet. <laughs> and you know what? There's just so much truth in that. Praise God, Barbara just quoted Mark eleven twenty two. have faith in God. And then Jesus told us how to have faith in verse 23. He said, for whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things 
he says will come to pass will have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, whatever you desire, what do you want? What do you want? Whatever you desire, what do you want? What do you tell me what you really want? When you pray, when you get in the presence of God, what do you want? You know, Psalm says this, Psalm 37, I think it's verse four, delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. Whatsoever things you desire when you pray, when you pray, whatever you desire. Whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Amen. You, you know what? You have a lot to say about what you receive from God. And you know, some people preach grace or they preach God's just God, he's done everything. And, but they don't preach the aspect of faith. And you know, that's sovereignty. And some people preach faith and they preach all about what we have to do, how we have to speak and we have to give and we have, but they don't preach about grace and that's works. But if you get grace and faith together, you know what you find? You find the power of God. Amen. And so Jesus is the grace of God. He, you know, the Bible actually says this in Titus chapter two, it's about verse 11 on down through there, but it says the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. Jesus is the grace of God. He's the embodiment of grace. John one says of his fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. But you know, in the life of Jesus, he was a full manifestation of the grace of God. He was the embodiment of the grace of God. If people were gonna receive from Jesus, they had to believe. Praise God. So we've been talking about a few of these people. We started in Mark chapter five with the woman with an issue of blood. She'd been sick for 12 years, bleeding for 12 years. She'd been to the doctors. She had multiple doctors. She had spent all her money and she wasn't any better, but rather grew worse. But she heard of Jesus. And when she heard of Jesus, she pressed through the crowd that was thronging him. For she said within herself, she got a picture on the inside of her that changed the picture on the outside of her. If I could but touch the hem of his garment, I will be well. I will be whole. I will be healed. And when she touched him, the power of God flowed out of him into her. And she was healed in that selfsame hour. Jesus felt the power of God. He, he felt the virtue of God, the goodness of God, and the power of God. The power of God flows through the grace of God, through the goodness of God, flow from him. He said, who touched me? His disciples, master, the, the multitude is thronging in you and you say, who touched me? But see, the touch of faith is different. The touch of faith is different. She started to touch Jesus' movement. The next split town he went to, everybody that touched him was made all, but she was the first one. Praise God. And Jesus looked around her and said, daughter, be of good cheer. Your faith has made you well. Praise God. Your faith will make you well. Your faith will make you whole. Your faith will cure you. Hallelujah. Praise God. Then we talked about Peter. Jesus told the disciples in Matthew chapter 14, get in the boat and go across the sea. He sent the multitudes away. Then he began to pray. You got to remember Jesus is praying for you. And they were out there and a storm came on the lake and Jesus went walking, would have passed him by, but they saw him. 
Peter cried out, Lord, if it's you, bid me come. Well, what do you want him to say? Jesus said, come. You know, there's enough power in his word that every one of the disciples could have got out of the boat and walked on the water. People criticized Peter, but I don't know anybody else besides Jesus Christ that ever walked on water. And he got out of the boat and walked on the water. And then he saw the wind. You got to keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. Some of us started out, but when you see the wind and the waves, praise God. And when you're living by faith, you know what? You're going to face a few challenges. I'm telling you, I've faced a few challenges because I've taken some bold steps in my life. Praise God. But God has always been faithful. He's always seen me through. Praise God. Hallelujah. And he began to sink and he cried out to Jesus and Jesus reached out his arm and saved him. Praise God. Jesus caught him. Jesus picked him up. Praise God. You know, call on the name. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord is going to be saved. Going to be healed. Going to be delivered. Going to be free. Whoever calls. You know, you got to hear about him and believe and call. He's right there. Just call on the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank God you can believe Jesus. He'll change your life. Today we're going to talk about some of the greatest examples of faith that I see in the Gospels. We're going to go to Matthew chapter 15 to begin. And we're going to talk about the Syrophoenician woman. She wasn't even a Jew. But it says Jesus went there and Matthew 15, beginning in verse 21, departed in the coast of Tyre and Sidon. And a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried to him, have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. You know what? She was saying, Jesus, I believe that you are the Messiah. I believe that you are the promised one. For my daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. You know what? The devil is good at garbage. And when you see people that are vexed, when you see people that are possessed, when you see people that are sick, when you see the people that are in poverty, do you know what? It's the work of the devil. Sin is the work of the devil. Sickness is the work of the devil. Poverty is the work of the devil. Anxiety is the work of the devil. She was grievously vexed by the devil. But he answered her not a word. How many of you like that? You go to Jesus and he just, he doesn't even, he's just rude. Won't even speak to you. You know, I'm very purpose driven. I get focused. And I try not to do this, but sometimes I make people mad, not even trying to. And I'll walk up and there's a group of people and I need to talk to somebody. And I just talk to the one and turn around and walk off. He was rude to me. I didn't mean to be. I just got business to do. <laughs> Praise God. Just taking care of stuff. <laughs> Praise God. But you know, I, I, I mean, he didn't even talk to her. And his disciples came and besought him saying, Lord, send her away for she cries after her. I mean, listen, if I can't get it from him, I'm going to go to them. And they're like, Jesus, could you get rid of this woman? She won't leave us alone. We're tired. Do you ever get tired of people bugging you? I mean, we've been ministering. There's people coming here, people coming there. We just want some downtime. Jesus, just, just send her away. Jesus is your answer, not us. Well, he won't even talk to me. But I'm going to get it however I can get it. But you know what? She wasn't put off. 
He answered and said, I'm not sent but to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And I says, listen, it's, it's not her time. I, I'm not called to her. It's not your time. I, you know, he told his disciples, only go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Don't go anywhere else. This is who I called you to. Yeah, it's, that's what Jesus said his whole life while he walked on the earth. Until he died on the cross. And after he died on the cross and rose again. You know, the Bible says in John 1 verse 12 or 11, he came to his own and his own received him not, but to as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to those who believe on his name. Jesus came to some people, but they rejected him. Romans chapter 11 tells us the reason that they were rejected. He, he says that the olive tree was rejected, that a wild olive tree could be grafted in, that in the last days God will graft them in, in again. He says this was, the, this was the wisdom of God so the whole world could be saved. But he came to his own. So he says, listen, I'm not sent but to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. So you know what? But faith won't stop at somebody not talking to him. Faith won't even talk, stop at somebody saying it's not your time. Where would you be if Jesus said it's not your time? You know, a lot of people say it's not the time, but my Bible says now is the accepted time. Today is the day. Now is the hour. Today is the day of salvation. Some people waiting for the perfect time to get saved, to get healed, to get delivered, to get filled with the Holy Ghost. You know when it is? It's right here, right now. Jesus already died. He already went to the grave. He already conquered the devil. He already rose again. He's seated at the right hand of God. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. If you want to get what you're, you got to believe in the now. It's, it's in the present tense. But Jesus told this woman, listen, it's, it's not, I'm, he told his disciples, I'm not sent, but to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But what'd she do? She came and worshiped him. She worshiped him and said, Lord, help me. I need help. Have you ever been there? You know what? I'll give you a really powerful prayer. Help! Jesus! You know, Dr. Weiss is going to come. Barbara probably won't like that I tell this story. <laughs> Dr. Weiss can counsel me after the service, but he's going to come and he's going to share our relationships and it's going to be really good, but Years ago, Barbara and I were pastoring in Kit Carson, and I knew quite a bit about faith, but I didn't know much about grace at all, and my life uh, really demonstrated it. <laughs> Carla's laughing at me. Uh, she knew me back then. Hallelujah. And so anyway, we got one of the worst uh, disagreements that we had ever been in, and Barbara was going to leave so I went out and got in the car and I got my wrench and I unhooked the battery so it wouldn't start. <laughs> and I went and got in the shower. And I said, Jesus, help me, Lord. And I took about a five or 10 minute shower and cleaned up and got out. Went back, hooked up the car and we all went to town. Praise God. And everything was okay. Everybody say, thank God for grace. You know, that's a really powerful prayer. Just help me, Jesus. 
I need help. And listen to what Jesus said. It's not sufficient to take the children's bread and cast it to the dogs. Now we get a couple things out of this. You know, healing is the children's bread. Listen, if you're born again, if you've believed on Jesus, whoever believes on Jesus is a child of Abraham, according to Galatians chapter three. You're the seed of Abraham by faith in Jesus. So you have a covenant with God. So since you have a covenant with God, healing is the children's bread. Healing is your covenant right. And you have a covenant right to be healed. In fact, you have just as much right to be healed in your body as you do to be forgiven for your sin because at the same time that Jesus took your sin on the cross, he took your sickness. It says, surely he, he bare our sickness and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions and bruised for our iniquities, and the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. Isaiah prophesied 700 years before Jesus came and, and, and walked on this earth and said he's going to take our sin, he's going to take our anxiety, and he's going to take our sickness on the cross and if you believe in Jesus as your savior if you believe that Jesus forgives your sins the same one that has the power to forgive your sin has the power to heal your body but he told this woman listen it's not your time it's not it's not right to take the children's bread and cast it to the dogs so first of all he doesn't talk to her then he says, no, it's not her time. It's not time. It's time for somebody else. And then he calls her a dog. You know, listen, people today will get mad about almost anything. We had somebody come to the women's conference on the first night and said, it's cold. I'm not coming back. I was here and it wasn't cold. It was a little cold Wednesday night. If you know how hard it is to regulate the, <laughs> the heat and air in this building, you're like, really nice <laughs> in fact I go to this gym there's a guy there and I you know we, we visit we, I go early in the morning he's usually there at the same time and he said yeah my daddy was on a church board he said people walk in the church and they say my daddy said this is it hot or is it cold because we're going to complain about something <laughs> somebody went out I don't know who you are you're probably here, because, you know, in one of the services, because I talked about it last service. <laughs> Somebody came and they went out and they went by the women's table because we're having a women's conference and we invited the young people. They said, I don't like young people. <laughs> well, what happened if we didn't have any young people for one generation in the church? if we didn't have young people in the church? What happened if they didn't get saved? What happened if we forget about the young people? In one generation, you know, the world's tried to shut us up. You know, they, they've tried for a year and now they're going to try for two years. I, <laughs> I've got a word for the church. Open the doors. Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is, and so much more as you see the day approaching. Jesus is going to come back. Yeah. 
It's time for us to quit living in fear and start living by faith. We had some ladies come to the conference the other night. Four of them. We're leaving. They don't have masks on. Well, if you got a mask, I love you. If you don't have a mask, I love you. Now they want you to wear two masks. Pretty soon, they'll, three or four or five, we'll just smother them. I don't want to tell you what I really think. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Who was the great English preacher? What was his name? No, great English preacher at the turn of the century. Spurgeon? I, I, it might have been... It might have been Spurgeon. One of them said this. He said, if God calls you to preach, don't bow to being king. We need to honor the call of God. We need to honor the men and the women of God. We need to honor the five-fold ministry, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. So if God called you to preach, don't bow to being king. And you know what preachers need to do? Preachers need to preach. We need to keep doing what Jesus called us to do. So Jesus didn't talk to her, and and then he told told everybody, listen, it's not her time. She just wouldn't quit. Faith doesn't quit. And and then he called her a dog. Well, I'll tell you what. Some people, they're just looking for a reason to get mad. They're just looking for a reason to to complain. They're, They're just looking for a reason to leave. Jesus gave her several. You think I've offended you, man? Be around Jesus. You bunch of snakes, vipers, whitewashed tombs. Jesus preached messages like that. One day he had a few thousand people and he said, except you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no part with me. Everybody left. He had the 12 left. He said, you guys can go too. The door's open. But listen to their words. Where will we go? For only you have the words of eternal life. You see, she wasn't looking for an offense. She wasn't looking for why it wouldn't work. She was just looking for how it could work. And she said, oh, Jesus, even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. She said, Jesus, one crumb of your power will heal my sick baby. One crumb of your power will heal my daughter. One crumb of your power. Jesus said, woman, great is your faith. Be it unto you as you will. What do you want? What do you want? Her daughter was made whole. She was cured from that very hour. The word 
is eomai. It's the same word in 1 Peter 2, 24, when it says, who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree that we being dead to sin should live unto righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. Somebody said that's, that's not talking about physical healing. I'm, I'm sorry, it is talking about physical healing. It's talking about the cross. Amen. And at the cross, Jesus took our sin and he took our sickness. Amen. And you got three reasons to believe God's, it's God's will to heal you. Number one, God said, I am the Lord who heals you. That's his very nature. Exodus 15, verse 26. My name is Jehovah Rapha. And his name's never changed. Number two, because at the same time that Jesus died on the cross and took your sins, he took your sicknesses. He took your anxiety. He took your poverty. Jesus took it. On the cross, I like something Lester Summerall said. He said, I hate sickness like I hate sin because it comes from the same place. Sickness and sin, you can see it tied together. Isaiah 53, verse 4 and 5. Psalm 103, he forgives all of our iniquities and heals all of our diseases in verse 3. 1 Peter 2, 24, I just quoted that to you. Matthew chapter 8, verse 16 and verse 17. James chapter five, if there's any sick among you, let them call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over them, anointing them with oil in the name of the Lord and the prayer of faith will save the sick. And if they've committed sins, they'll be forgiven. Healing of the body and forgiveness of sin, it's tied together because Jesus paid for your forgiveness and your healing at the same time. The third reason you have to be healed is when you look at the life of Jesus. I love something Lester Summerall said. He said, you look at the life of Jesus. He was either healing someone, going to heal someone, or coming from healing someone. 14 times it says in the New Testament, he healed them all. He healed them. They brought unto him all the sick people of all kinds of diseases, and he healed them every one. He healed every sickness. He healed every disease. He healed every kind of sickness. He healed every kind of disease. He forgave their sins and healed their body. Jesus is our healer. Praise God. Aren't you glad that Jesus is our healer? Praise God. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And his word still works. Amen. Larry came to hear me about 30 years ago. Larry had a back problem that he suffered with for months, but I gave him a book. Praise God. Gave him a book about Jesus by F.F. Bosworth called Christ the Healer. It's talking about divine healing in the atonement. F.F. Bosworth, I think, was a Baptist. But he got thousands of people healed. Because when you preach the word, the word causes faith to come in the hearts of those who believe. And Larry read that book for a few weeks and came back well and came back healed. And he's well and he's healed today. 30 years later. Glory to God, 14 times it says in the New Testament, Jesus healed them all. Jesus is a healer. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. I wanna show you one more instance at least. Let's turn to Matthew chapter eight. It says in Matthew chapter eight, beginning in verse five, when Jesus entered into Capernaum, there came a centurion beseeching him saying, Lord, my servant lies at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. Again, where's torment come? From the devil, perfect love casts out fear. He that feareth is not made perfect in love because fear has torment. 
torment comes from the devil. Jesus came and he healed all who were oppressed of the devil. Sickness comes from the devil. Healing comes from God. Sin comes from the devil. Righteousness comes from God. Poverty comes from the devil. Prosperity comes from God. Anxiety comes from the devil. And peace comes from God. How easy is that to believe? Read your Bible. The centurion came. My servant's sick. Look at both these people. They came for somebody else. And Jesus said, I'll come and heal him. This centurion, this, this man had a lot of power. He's a Roman ruler of 50 to 100 people. He says, listen, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof. Very humble man. You know, humility and authority go hand in hand. I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof. But Jesus, I rest in your grace. Jesus, I rest in your righteousness. Speak the word only. And my servant shall be healed. This man understood the power of the spoken word. There's power in your words. Death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat the fruit thereof. This man understood the power of words. He said, listen, I have servants and I say to one, come and he comes and I say to another, go and he goes. And I say to one, do this and he does it. Another one, do that and he does it. Jesus, I'm a man of power. I'm a man of authority, but he's also a man of humility. And I have power over my servants and I understand that sickness and disease serves you. So speak the word. I understand, Jesus, that you are the healer, that you have power over the physical body. Listen, if you need to get something broken, that, that, you know, that's broken, fix, what, what better place to take it than to the maker, than to the creator? Take it to Jesus. Speak the word only and my servant will be healed for I'm a man under authority and I have soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go and he goes, another come and he comes and my servant do this and he does it. When Jesus had heard it, he marveled and said to them that follow, verily I say unto you, I haven't seen this great of faith, no, not in all of Israel. What would Jesus say about our faith? See, I've heard some people talking in the church. Oh, pastor, you know, the Democrats are in office. It's going to be really bad, Pastor. Listen, I've declared that 2021 is going to be a year of unprecedented prosperity for Karis Christian Center. And you know what? I'm already receiving it. But I'll tell you what, if you'll believe it, you can receive it too. Hallelujah. Because, see, my prosperity is not tied to who's in the White House. My prosperity is tied to who's on the throne. And God's still on the throne. And Jesus is still my Lord. And the word's still true. And the Holy Ghost is here. So I'm not going to run saying, Barbara talked about the news. She said, it's like that. And it is. And I'm telling you, I don't care if you turn on the liberal ones. I, and I, I can't watch them because, listen, you, you couldn't hear me preach if I watched that stuff. 
even the conservative side, it's just like, Bleh! Well, I'm telling you God's not dead. I'm telling you Jesus is alive. I'm telling you the word's true. And it's still, and listen, they're going to create an opportunity. <laughs> I had a cattleman that I fed with. He's my Sunday school teacher's husband. He became the largest cattle feeder in the world. And I remember one year that dirt was blowing and corn was high priced and cattle were cheap. And everybody else I, was just running in fear. And you know what he said? I've never seen opportunity like this. <laughs> I've never seen opportunity like this. I've never seen church. I've never seen opportunity. The world's running in fear. They don't know what to do. I've never seen an opportunity like this. This is the greatest opportunity of my life. Yeah, it's here. It's now. Let's go tell some people about Jesus. Let's go get him saved and healed and filled with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. There's never been a time like this. There's never been a day like this. I haven't seen this kind of faith even in Israel. And I say unto you in verse 11 that many will come from the east and west and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the king. The outsiders become insiders when they believe God. Listen, I love something Dr. Lester Summerall said. Listen to me. When somebody draws a circle and puts you on the outside, you draw a bigger circle and put them on the inside. Preaching on Ephesians 1, 6, you're accepted in the beloved. So do that. If somebody draws a circle and puts you on the outside, I've had a few people do that. <laughs> you just draw a bigger circle. Put them inside and say, I love you, brother. Amen? But the children of the kingdom will be cast into outer darkness where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. Jesus said in the centurion, go your way. As you believed, as you believed, so be it done to you. What are you believing for? 14 years old, I heard the full gospel preached. Something went off in my spirit. I don't have to be sick or poor or defeated by the devil. I can believe God. And you know, I'm believing God today for more than I've ever believed him for before in my life. And you ain't seen nothing yet. Because I'm believing. What I'm seeing is good, but what I'm believing is far beyond what I'm seeing. Because faith is the substance of things hoped for. Faith is in the future tense. The evidence of things not seen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you believing God today? Can I give you one more really quick? Yes. All right, go to Mark chapter five. I'll go, that's where we started this series. I'll go as fast as I can. 
Jesus in verse 21 came by ship to the other side and many people gathered to him and he was near the sea. And There came one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus was his name. When he saw him, he fell at his seat and besought him greatly, said, my little, girl, my little daughter lies at the point of death and I pray you come and lay your hands on her that she may be healed and live. And Jesus went with him. This is when the woman with the issue of blood got healed. How many of you really need Jesus and you need him now? You need a miracle and you need it now. He was in that kind of, a, she's, she's lying, but Jesus got caught up taking care of this woman. I mean, she put a demand on him by faith and I'm sure he's like Jesus right now. Yesterday wouldn't have been soon enough, you know? And while he spoke, there came in verse 35, a ruler from the synagogues, a man from the synagogue's house said, your daughter is dead. Why do you trouble the master? And as soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, be not afraid, only believe. Fear not, fear not. As soon as Jesus heard a word of death, he spoke a word of life. As soon as Jesus heard a word of unbelief, he spoke a word of faith. He countered unbelief with faith. And see, a lot of you don't have a faith problem, but what your real challenge is is unbelief. And that's a whole other teaching. And he suffered no man to follow him, but Peter, James, and John. He took the three closest, he took three people that he was training up in the faith. The brother of James. And he came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue and he saw the tumult. And they were weeping and wailing. And he went, when he's come in, he, he said, why do you make this ado and weep? The damsel's not dead, but she sleeps. You know what Jesus was doing? He was speaking his faith and they laughed him to scorn. Have you ever had people laugh you? I've had some people laugh at me. But I know what the Bible says. The Bible says he that sits in the heaven will laugh. And God will have the last laugh. <laughs> I could tell you some stories, but I don't have time. Ashley wanted me to tell a story. So we were in Kit Carson. We were starting our first church. And there was a trading post restaurant at the other end of town. And they wanted to open a, a bar. Now we had a liquor store, right, in town, town of 300. They wanted to open a bar. So, so a bunch of people from my church, we went to the town council meeting. We protested them opening a bar, but the town council voted against us and gave them a permission to open a bar. When I walked out of the meeting, one of the ladies from my church, she said, Pastor, the Bible says, he that sits in the heavens will laugh and God is gonna have the last laugh. <laughs> and you know what? They didn't get their liquor license. You know why they didn't get it? Because the state had a law that if you leased a building, you had to have a year lease to get a liquor license and they only had a six month lease and the bank wanted to sell it so the bank wouldn't give them the lease. 
what they said at town. They said that one of my members went down and told the banker, if you give. <laughs> but it wasn't that at all. It wasn't that at all. You know, that Baptist banker came to my church and got filled with the Holy Ghost, and he's still my really good friend. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. If you got a liquor store, Jesus loves you. <laughs> Amen. But there's a better way. Amen. To get joy. They laughed him to scorn, but when he put them all out, you know what Jesus did? Jesus put out the unbelief. You got to watch who you hang around. I tell you, we, we live around a bunch of people. They want to be about, a, if you want to make your life about offense, you're going to go nowhere with God. You're going to limit God in your own life. And then he took the father and mother. He took those closest to the situation. Peter, James, and John, the father and the mama. And he entered where the girl was laying and he took her by the hand and he said, Talithi kumi, which is being interpreted, damsel, I say to you, arise. And immediately she rose up and walked. She was 12 years old and they were astonished. They were astonished. Listen, I gave Ashley and Carly Terry as a word this week. I'll just go on record because I believe it's a word for the body of Christ. You're going to see an increase in miracles and signs and wonders. Miracles! Signs and wonders. There's going to be an increase. The lame are going to walk. The deaf are going to hear. The blind are going to see. And the poor are going to have the gospel preached to them. Because we're in revival. Now. They were astonished. I believe we're going to see astonishing miracles. <laughs> Charge him straightly that no man should know it. Why? Because he was a human. He, he's having a hard enough time getting around right now with all the demands on him. But he commanded them to give her something to eat because why? If you're healed, you need to eat, get some strength in your body. Be well and strong. Amen? Praise God, faith, faith that puts a demand on God, faith that will not quit, faith that just speaks the word. I'm gonna keep speaking the word of God. I'm gonna keep saying what Jesus says about me. I'm gonna keep speaking words of life, speaking words of health, speaking words of blessing, speaking words of favor, speaking words of increase, speak... Speak the word only. And you know, I'm going to realize that delay is not denial. Delay is not denial. And praise God, that little girl got up and she was well. She was whole. She was healed. So I'm here to tell you, keep 
the switch of faith turned on because the power is already there. And if you keep believing, if you keep believing, you will see a performance of that which you have believed. Thanks for listening to the Caris Christian Center podcast with Pastor Lawson Perdue. If you would like to receive prayer, product, or more information about the ministry, go to www.carischristiancenter.com or call us at 719-418-4000.